0: Hello all of you Broncos fans and welcome to the Orange Weekly pre-draft show. Uh, my name is Matt. I was your pre-game analysis person here for the uh, for the entirety of the 2017 season and I'm going to be doing a little bit of pre-draft show here. This this show is really dedicated towards giving you a brief overlook as to what the Broncos might be doing in tonight's draft in the first round. And we're going to talk a little bit about the second and third round, but not go too into too much depth because it's very difficult to predict what's going to happen over the, the entirety of the 250 draft selections over the course of the next three days. So, once again, this show is going to be uh, something that's going to help you get prepared for tonight's draft. It's going to be one of the most exciting drafts, I think, that has ever existed. There's, you know, four, five, maybe six quarterbacks that go in the first round, and I think four of them might go in the top ten. It's going to be very exciting to see all these trades, all these moves happening, and, and where these guys are going to land. There's a lot of depth and, and wealth in the players available this year. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of options available for the Broncos. Before we get going here, let's start us off as usual. With with the mad fanatic. Orange, man. Orange, man. I'm riding ones, man. Okay, let's get going. So Broncos are sitting at number five. Number five is a really good spot to be in in this year's draft. Um, considering that the Broncos have needs across the board, I think any position on the field could really use an upgrade from safety all the way down to running back, tight end, line, both offense and defensive receivers, DBs. You know, across the board we can use some talent. So we're, we're sitting in a position here where we're able to get a player that could come into the team and start day one and impact us. At any position on the field now, I'm going to add a bit of an asterisk to that because you know Quarterback is still a position of need for the Broncos and you know There is probably going to be a very good quarterback available at number five But is it going to be the selection? Are we going to go in that direction spend our most valuable pick on a position that you know on a guy that might sit for a year or two and and You know, avoid picking a player that that could impact us right away. The the Broncos, you know, we're a team that has a lot of veterans. um, We're experienced. We know what it means to win. Unfortunately, last year didn't necessarily reflect that, but, you know, that just goes to show that we're in a position that we need to win right now. Broncos are not in a rebuild and they're not in a rebranding or anything like that. They're simply retooling this year, getting a bit younger on the team and looking to really, you know, bolster their overall roster and get some good depth. So quarterback might be an option, but it might be something else. Um, So I'm just going to run through here three potential scenarios. You know, these are the three that I think are, you know, one of these three is going to happen. And I'm also ranking them from, you know, my least favorite to my favorite scenario. But, you know, by any means, I'm not an expert analysis. I don't know what's going to happen. This is just coming from you know my own personal experience, my research I've done, and uh, just you know where I think this is going to all line up. So my first scenario here is, as I just mentioned, getting a quarterback. At number five, there could be a number of players available. I think Sam Darnold is going to be gone. I think ba- Baker Mayfield is going to be gone as well. The Jets seem really excited about him. But, you know, so far what all the experts are saying is that, you know, the Giants might not be drafting a quarterback. They still think that Eli Manning's got a good future in him. They've got a uh, good backup there as well. So I think, you know, that's that's going to alleviate some room here. I think there's going to be some quarterbacks that drop a little bit. So at number five here, I think the Broncos could really be looking at Josh Allen or Josh Rosen or, you know, th- these are the two guys that might be there for the taking. Uh, Josh Allen is a huge, strong arm quarterback. He's tall, he's big, he's got a cannon, he's athletic. Um, this sort of thing is he only played at a small school at Wyoming, which you know m- might hurt him in, in the pros, but I mean, it's hard to predict. You know, Carson Wentz, he was a player that played in a small school and came out. He would have been the league MVP last year if he didn't uh, tear his ACL. So we, we can't really predict where these guys are going to be in a couple years, but nevertheless, Josh Allen, that's Really, his only weakness is that he played a small school against weaker opponents, but he's got a crazy arm and a lot of talent. Josh Rosen is probably, in my opinion, the best overall quarterback in the draft. He's the guy who could come in and start day one on any team. Uh, He's got the arm for it. He's got the intelligence. He's got the athleticism, and he's got the the confidence to go with it. The only thing, though, is that he's... um He's a bit of a, 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 I don't want to say arrogant, that's got a negative connotation to it, but hes he knows what he's good at, and he, he's not afraid to share it. That's not necessarily a bad thing. I think Josh could come into a team and be an an immediate impact player, but it depends on the team. Uh, you know, I don't know if he's really going to want to sit behind Case Keenum for an entire year or how that's all going to roll out. And on the flip side, I don't know if Elway is, is willing to start a rookie over a guy he's just paying, you know, like over two years like $40 million or whatever it is so there's a bit of a business decision there to happen and a culture fit as well I don't know if Josh is really the both Josh's are really the, the best fit for the culture um, nevertheless I mean this could be an option um, for all we know though a guy like Baker Mayfield might fall to five that, that would be pretty interesting to see because I know Elway is very much in love with this player so it you know it could really be the, the decision at number five to take a quarterback depending on who's there. But at the same time, realistically, taking a quarterback number five might not be the best business and team move for the Broncos, given just where the knees are across the board and really where the, the, the franchise is positioned within the league. Like I said, we're not rebuilding, we're not retooling or anything like that. It's, it's just about getting better across the board. So quarterback might not be the answer there. Um, so, you know, that leads me to option number two. And option number two is taking the best player available. At number five, my God, there could be uh, you know just almost any player available. For all we know, the draft's going to line up, and we can have four quarterbacks go in the top four with all the trades happening, with all these different options that could come out. But at the end of the day, you know we can't really predict these things. But I do think that number five, there's going to be a lot of good players available that could really help from day one on this team. Uh, Mike Mayock, the draft guru, he came out with... Uh, Quentin Nelson as the pick here at number five when he released his mock draft yesterday. Um, he only does one mock draft a year and it's supposed to be the best one. So, you know, he's got a very big uh, b- professional opinion here. Uh, Quentin Nelson is, in my opinion, the best player in the draft. He's a guard from Notre Dame, he's big, he's athletic, he's got this great mentality to play the position, and you know he's been considered as the best offensive line prospect in the last 20 years, almost. So he's a very valuable player, and if he's there at five, he could be a big addition to the team. The offensive line last year was a weakness for the Broncos, and this guy would immediately shore it up and make a big difference in the pass game and the run game for that interior line. So he's one option. Another option, which You know, it's a bit of a stretch. I don't think he'll be there, but it's Bradley Chubb, the defensive end for North Carolina State. He's a freaky, freaky athlete. He's going to be an impact player from day one. Von Miller, our own guy Von Miller, was quoted saying that he's a mix between himself and Khalil Mack, which is just an amazing compliment, and it just shows what kind of talent this guy has. So imagine he lands on the Broncos, and he lines up opposite to Von Miller. You know, yes, we have Shane Ray, we have Shaq Barrett, we do have some other pass rushers on this team, but... You know, none of them are really Pro Bowl caliber players. Whereas, you know, Mr. Chubb here, he could be a Pro Bowler from you know from the first season he plays. And if he lines up next to Von Miller, our pass rush would immediately go to the top five in the league. It would be a dangerous, dangerous defense again to play against. So. You know, th- this could be another option. Otherwise, there's a lot of other players here. Um, I'm looking at a guy called Denzel Ward, the cornerback from Ohio State. to Talib left us this offseason. We traded him, and we need somewhere to replace him with a bit of youth here to line up next to Chris Harris. And I think Denzel Ward could be this guy. He's a very good corner. He's the top rated corner in the draft right now. And he, again, he could be a, an impact player. There's a lot of, you know, our, our last sort of big corner that won the top five was Jalen Ramsey. And we got to see exactly how good this guy is. So, you know, Ward could potentially turn into another player like Ramsey. We don't know. But this could be an option, too, for the Broncos at five. Otherwise, there's a safety by the name of Derwin James from Florida State. Excellent safety. He could be a big help in the back end of, of this team. Uh, we got Sua Cravens coming this offseason, and to line up next to him could be, uh, you know, we could have a great tandem back there. There's a lot of options, and the the last one I want to mention is uh, our our guy, of course, Saquon Barkley, the combine highlight player, the you know the the face of this draft almost. This guy is is being recruited across the board. He's, he's getting a lot of attention. I think he's going to go in the top four. Um, you know, the running backs nowadays, every year we seem to have one guy that comes out at, atop of the rest, you know, Ezekiel Elliott and Leonard Fournette, these kinds of players. And I think Saquon Barkley is the next sort of big rookie running back to come in this league. Um, you know, at number five, he might be available. I doubt it, but if he's there, it could be something that, you know, the, the war room just stops for the Broncos, and we have to make a big consideration do we take Barkley because he could potentially turn out to be a hall of fame caliber player he's really really good great athleticism great mentality and great on the field talent um the only thing i'd like to say to that though is the running back position itself as a whole you know it's there's a lot of value across the, the draft you can get a really good player at the running back position in the third fourth fifth round and so to to go and spend your most valuable pick on running back you know, especially in the top five, you can do it. It can be very much worth it. Like I said, Zeke and, and uh, Leonard Fournette, these are guys that are franchise caliber players, but it just depends on where you want to you know, line up your assets. And and to get a running back that early, I don't know, when there's guys like uh, Geis and uh, Sonny Michelle, these players that could be available for round two for the Broncos You know, and, and really be day one starters, they could be excellent. Consider a guy like Alvin Kamara, like Devontae Freeman, you know, these players didn't come out in the first round and they became impact players right away and, you know, were pro bowlers. So there, there's a lot that could happen here. Um, this first round, this, this number five pick for the Broncos, I mean, we could be guaranteed to get a starter for the next 10 years out of this pick. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know how these, these individuals might, you know, face the NFL and how they're going to deal with the, the change in their life. But if they, everything goes well, you know, we're going to get a really good player at this position. Now the third option, this is my favorite option, I th- really hope this is the way the Broncos go. This, this you know, it seems to be the best option for the franchise, in my own opinion, but it's to trade back from the number 5. Uh, the Bills right now would be a great contender to trade back, they've got two first round picks. and So if they manage to cut a deal with the Broncos, the Broncos move back at their two first rounders and the Bills come up to number 5. Bills would probably be getting a quarterback, but that would allow us to get you know two excellent players, two guys that could start from day one and have an immediate impact on this team. And you know, there's a lot of sort of players we might not have heard about in, in these picks. Uh, the Bills are at number 12 and number 22. And so, you know, in, in the mid-teens there, the late teens, there's, you know, guys by the name of Minka Fixpatrick. He's a, a safety slash cornerback for Alabama. Great player. You know, he's he's a bit underrated, in my opinion. I think he's a bit of a top-eight talent, but he's playing, you know, he's, he's projected to go a bit later in the draft, which would be a steal for the Broncos. Uh, we desperately need inside linebacker help for the past couple of years. It's been a weakness for this defense. And uh, this guy by the name of Tremaine Edmonds from Virginia Tech, he's an excellent linebacker top rated guy in the draft right now he could be an impact starter from day one he's a sideline to sideline guy and he's just an aggressive linebacker or Roquan Smith from Georgia I watched this guy play a couple times this year and he's just mean mean football player he's a thumper very athletic, and he could come in day one and really, you know, help bring a sort of a, a renewed swagger to this Broncos defense. Uh, you know, bring in a bit of an injection of youth here because there are a lot of veterans, but there haven't been many sort of young rookies that stand out in terms of their personality and their demeanor. So these 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 linebackers could really bring that. Um, on in terms of the defensive line, a guy by Vite Via, VA, I'm sorry if I mispronounced that, but he's a big defensive tackle. He could come in and really shore up the interior defensive line there's a lot of good cornerbacks left too but Jare Alexander he could be an excellent starter out of Louisville uh, you know so there's there's a lot of good players here in the mid teens that could really come in and make a difference um, and then late in the, in the 20s here, um, if the Broncos do trade back even that far, there's an, uh, another you know plethora of players here that we can pick from. Um, some guys that I'm looking at right now is uh, Mike McGlinchey. Uh, he might be going earlier than we expect. He might be going later than we expect. We don't know, but he's the best offensive tackle in this draft. Uh, he's from Notre Dame as well. He played next to Quentin Nelson, and uh, he's just outstanding. So if he's a guy that we could get, maybe even in the teens here, I, might, I should be mentioning him in the early teens if the Broncos trade back to this, point but he could be a day one starter yes we do have Garrett Bowles from last year but that would allow to put Bowles on that right side put McGlinchey right on the left and you would have bookend tackles for potentially the next 10 years so there's a lot of value here in in, in dropping back there's a lot of good players available you know other offensive linemen Isaiah Wynn and Milton Miller these guys are you know day one starters again who can have an impact for a long time on the team if we do decide to go in another direction and be a skill position player you know a receiver might be an option the, the Broncos receivers haven't been getting younger in these past years. So there is a lot of opportunity there to grab, you know, maybe a Calvin Ridley, maybe a DJ Moore, maybe one of these players that can come in here and, and line up in the slot from day one. A bit more of a developmental type of player, but very explosive, very athletic and people that could really kind of fall into uh, the the culture of the Broncos and make an impact from day one and help out Case Keenum here in, in his situation the board you know, the, the only thing I can tell you that I'm sure of is that we don't know what's going to happen um, there's a lot of options there's a lot of good players in this draft and I think that the Broncos regardless of what they do are going to get a franchise guy here uh, just given the experience and given the sort of Trend has happened with the Broncos. Um, I would really avoid a quarterback in the first round, the second round, even the third round, because you know, Elway's hasn't had much success there with Brock Osweiler, with Paxton Lynch, with Trevor Simeon. You know, there's. It's just not as good as it could have been in the past. So, you know, I don't think drafting quarterbacks is really the strength of the Broncos. I think drafting other skilled positions or other linemen or anything like that really has been uh, well done by the Broncos. So I hope they, they continue that trend. If they are looking for a quarterback, listen, there's a couple ones that are under their radar. Nobody really talks about, but I think could be excellent quarterback in a couple of years. And I just want to point out that it doesn't matter where a quarterback is drafted. You know, it, it, first round, second, third, sixth, seventh, undrafted, whatever it is, it doesn't really matter. You know, as long as they get on a team and they start performing, in a couple of years, you don't know where they're going to be. You don't know how, you know, who's going to really step up and become the next face of the franchise. Look at Case Keenan. I don't even think this guy was drafted, you know, and, and he kind of bounced around a little bit. Then last year, boom, he finally had an excellent year, and now he's landed on our team, and he's a great veteran. He's somebody who's very smart and really good quarterback. Take Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins was drafted in the fourth round, I think, fourth or third round. And, you know, now he's a starter. He's the richest quarterback in the league, and he's one of the better ones as well. Uh, Russell Wilson, same thing. Tom Brady, sixth round pick. So, you know, it doesn't really matter where the quarterback is. We don't have to get one in the top five in order to get a franchise player. That's a big misconception. Um, And later in this draft, there's going to be a couple players here that could be really impactful and help the future of the franchise without... Um, taking away from players that could, you know, come in and help day 1 and help us win day 1. Um, and the one guy I'm really looking at is this guy called Kyle Loletta. I apologize if I'm not pronouncing this right. Kyle Loletta is an excellent leader. He's an excellent quarterback. He played for Richmond College, it's a bit of a smaller school, uh, but he's, you know, he's well built. He's 6'3, 222. Uh he's he's very athletic but he's very intelligent he's an excellent leader and he's got these capabilities that could really turn into you know a future starter in the league but he's very much under the radar you never really hear about this guy and you know I think he could be really good this concludes a little pre-draft show Uh, you know I I don't want to keep overloading you guys with player names and all these different scenarios you know we don't know what's going to happen we're not GMs only they know what's going to happen but I think every team right now has a strong understanding of who they're going to pick where they want to be and I think tonight's draft is going to be just a fantastic experience I really hope you get to sit down and watch it and just to kind of give you a recap, you know, I think the first option for the Broncos could be to draft a quarterback in, in that number five spot. Whoever lands to them, if they do fall in love with that prospect, then they, you know, they, they could potentially go and pull that trigger. I'm not a big fan of that. I think there's a lot of value elsewhere in the draft, but, you know, who am I to say? The I was speaking to a friend yesterday. He's a big Eagles fan, and he didn't like the Carson Wentz pick. He thought it was unnecessary, and they, you know, he thought he could get a better, better player elsewhere, but. Look what happened, right? So we don't know what's going to happen. Maybe the Broncos grab a guy at quarterback, you know, at number five, and he could turn into the face of the NFL. We don't know. That's option number one. Option number two is to pick best player available. There could be an offensive lineman there, a defensive end, a running back, a safety, a cornerback, even an offensive tackle. Mike McGlinchey might go at number five, you know, it depends on how highly rated he is on the Broncos board. So we don't know really, you know, who that player is going to be, but there could be an excellent future, you know, 10-year starter lining up at right number five. So, you know, look for that, that selection there. The third option here is to trade back, to increase the amount of picks we have and increase the amount of players we can select in this draft. Quality does come from quantity, so if we're able to draft, a lot of players are more likely to get more starters, to get higher quality players just because we have more to pick from. And at the same time, the Broncos across the board, like we've got a lot of veterans here. Our team is not getting younger, and so we need to really shore up, you know, the, the depth. And, and, and the next guy in line, the guys that are able to replace the veterans when they get too old to play, when the contracts expire, or whatever the situation may be. And that's... Uh that's it for me guys. Quite honestly, you know, I'm, I'm really excited for this draft. It's gonna be an excellent one this year. It could be the best one that we've had in, in a number of years. And I really hope you get to enjoy it. And you know, look forward to our post-draft show by our guy Tanner. That's gonna come out when the draft is all said and done. And he's gonna recap really what everything the Broncos did and where where we're gonna be lined up here for uh, for the future of this franchise. And without further ado here, as we go out, let's bring us out with the Mad Financ. Always, man. Always, man, I'm riding man.